you know, with a simple Google search of Joe Biden, the, the first thing I see is Joe Biden has gone too far. He's embraced the radical left. Yeah. What the fuck? I guess it, well, it's by Donald Trump. Yeah. That, that's who the ad is by. But still, you uh, know, like. And, yo, motherfuckers believe this. It is. And, yo, I want to vote for the version of Joe Biden in everyone's heads. Mm-hmm. If, if that was Joe Biden, we would not be having this episode of the podcast. Exactly. There would nothing to talk about. Yeah, there wouldn't be a whole episode dedicated to this horrible man. Yeah, but, yeah. truly. I mean, yeah. I, it, it's fucking absurd and and have you seen some of the ads um so i i've mentioned this on the show before i like to watch tucker carlson's monologues on youtube mm-hmm. which is fucked up my youtube algorithm and they think i'm like uh, like i get like ben shapiro destroys every person with dyed hair on a college campus like those are the videos i get now so on top of that literally every fucking ad i get before i watch a youtube video is either Joe Biden saying, listen, when I'm in office, your taxes are going to go up, not down. (laughs) And just that on a loop. And it's like, Joe Biden will raise your taxes. (laughs) His tax proposals are double what bitch Hillary Clinton wanted to do. It's like, whoa. Or it's literally a woman hiding under the bed with her daughter trying to dial 911. 911 going, we are busy right now. And on the TV, Joe Biden's going, and by the way, I don't think he said he'd defund the police, but it just says in text, defund the police, question mark. And it has Joe Biden on the TV going, yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes, like on a loop. And then (laughs) 911 won't pick up. And then a dude appears in the doorway, presumably to, like, murder and rape these two women. And it's like, in Joe Biden's America, you'll never be safe. And then another one I saw has Joe Biden appearing with, like, the squad. Like, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilan Omar, and Joe Biden. And it's not even a real photo. I don't think he's been photographed with them. No, but it's ever, like the ever. four of them appearing in clouds, like Voldemort, <laughs> like coming to like... And it's like yeah. Joe Biden. It's exactly what you said. Joe Biden has embraced the policies of the far left. And it's like, I thought the whole reason we elected him was because... Bernie's too radical. And people are going to be scared by all that. Motherfucker, regardless of who we run, they're going to say you're a far left communist who wants to defund the police. Yeah, and no. You're going to be, we're all going to be labeled as domestic terrorists. Yeah. Regar- yeah. It does not matter. It does mm-hmm. not matter. To them, we're all the same. For um, real, though. And, and fucking, so it's like we should have just ran on the platforms that are popular. Cause, and, and now Joe Biden, who has horrible political instincts and has a team around him who either has horrible political instincts, wants to lose, or is so beholden to corporate interests that they can't see beyond it as far as any strategic fucking plan. But they have completely taken the bait on all these commercials. And now not only – like Joe Biden was towing the line pretty nicely of saying, you know, I don't want to like – Increase police budgets. I just want uh, th- things need to be reformed. Like he was kind of like towing the like not saying defund the police, like not saying refund the police. Like you know, just kind of keeping in the middle. Now he's like, I want to give more funding to the police, and I want to throw anarchists in jail. And it's like, first off, 
it, we should get to the anarchist in jail thing later. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Let's talk about him saying he do, he wants to increase police budgets. Yeah. First off, that message is going to fall on deaf ears. No Republican is going to hear that message. Yeah. That that is going to be filtered through. I mean, every Republican, if you watch any of the media, like we're talking about, it's like Biden has embraced policies of the far left. He wants to defund the police. He wants to have you and your daughter hiding under the bed scared. That is yeah. what is in people's heads. You can't shake that by going telling Democrats. Because all you're doing by doing that is losing votes. You're making it harder for people like me to vote for you. For 70% of the country that's a, of voting age, registered voter, and doesn't vote because they're disenfranchised, you're making it harder for all those people to vote for you to try to win back who? Who that's listening to these ads and this rhetoric on Tucker Carlson is actually going to be won back by Joe Biden? Prom- like, no. Yeah, nobody's going to. It's, it's, it's 13 people, all of whom work for random publications in D.C. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, that shit is crazy. And, I mean, and it just goes to show when we talked about how competent he was and, like, this is the guy who can beat Trump. It had everything to do with anxiety about Bernie's policies. And nothing to do with reality. Because clearly he's not the man to beat Trump. I mean, we are genuinely worried about him facing off against him in the debates. And you know what? I'm just going to play the video. He literally cannot defend his own mental state. No. Yeah. Not at all. He's, yeah, he's on a severe decline. So have you from seen like, the Yahoo News interview? I uh, have not. He had a Yahoo News interview about three days ago when we were recording this, which, um, it's just a doozy, folks. He just really—it is Joe Biden at his best. It is an all—I mean, he's playing the hits. He's, <laughs> he's saying, "Come on, man!" He's—he's he's cutting himself off in the middle of sentences, going, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that." He's being racist. He's yeah. completely misstating facts about history. Yeah. It's just Joe Biden firing on all cylinders, baby. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that this from the same clip where he was saying about the Latinos? And no, the so that's a separate. Oh my god, this is a different god. clip. <laughs> a different clip. <laughs> a, all from the same interview. But different, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. President, your opponent in this election, President Trump, has made your mental state a campaign topic. And when asked in June if you've been tested um, for cognitive decline, you've responded that you're constantly tested in, in, in effect because you're in situations like this on the campaign trail. But please clarify specifically, have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Are you a junkie? What do you say? <laughs> are, are you a junkie? Are you, so, you want that book of sugar, young man? <laughs> now, mind you, the, the listeners can't see this, but the panel of people he's talking to are like a bunch of white British journalists. And the one non-white journalist who asked him this question, he accuses... Uh, and like, listen, <laughs> it's not overtly racist, but to call out the 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 person of color who's interviewing you yeah. and ask him 
when pre- asked a fair question about yeah. your mental, like literally, they're not even saying you're mentally incompetent. Will you take a test? They're saying Trump is making this an issue. They're tiptoeing around it, giving it to him, yeah. and he's like taking offense. He's like, "Come on, man!" Like, like he's taking yeah. personal offense, and then lashing out at the guy in a very like old guy racist way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, man, you want any shit? Test where you're taking cocaine or not? What do you think, huh? Are you a joke? do you say? <laughs> I mean, it's just too good. It's just like, yeah. it, 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 if Trump did that, it would be a massive story. And here's the thing, which is so funny. All these Republicans who were like, ha ha, these dumb libs think they keep getting Trump every time. Because it's true. Every, like, libs constantly would be like, this is it. We got Trump this time. And I fell for it, too. Grab her by the pussy. I was like, ah, he's finished. That's a wrap. We're not going to vote for someone who's openly bragging about sexual assault. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. Donnie Casino, baby, wiggles his way out of everything. Yeah. And, and a lot of Republicans had the criticism of, like, these dumb liberals, they think every time they get Trump, it's going to be a big deal. Now these same people who said that are like, every time Joe Biden does one of these gaffes, they're like, look! Look, he, he's being racist. He's finished. Imagine if Trump said this. Could you imagine? They're like for having a fucking brain aneurysm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it rules because now we get to be the people that have a guy who we're just blatantly ignoring the horrible shit he says. Yeah. To the torment of our political enemies. <laughs> <laughs> to the to- <laughs> So that is oh that part God. of it that's so, fun. That's going to be amazing if he wins. Like, the next four years are just going to be, like, Twitter's going to be... Can you imagine yeah. the first time he gets on stage after, like, four U.S. Army Rangers die in a preventable helicopter crash? Oh and he's, my. like, talking to the families, sniffing the dude's little <laughs> sister's hair. Like, it's gonna, he's going to rule. Oh, my God. The memes? The memes going to be great. Oh. And, and, here, and, and tr- truthfully... Um, when we talk about like giving the game away, I almost don't know that Joe Biden will be great at relegitimizing the all. Like this is a guy who's gonna maybe not say the quiet part out loud as much as Trump, but will be like openly racist, and Democrats will just be ignoring it, which I think will be a good example of like the Democrats are the problem too. Like it'll go to show like, mm-hmm. all right, hey, you know we got our own issues to work on on the left side of the aisle too. But you do you? Do, oh, my, oh, I have one question first. But uh, do you think that he's just trying to out Trump Trump at this point, that or not? Not even not even that because it does seem like his mental, his like I, I guess his cognitive. They both have dementia. Yeah, yeah. Because like no, they definitely both yeah, do. Yeah, they both react similarly when pressed. Like Joe Biden's getting offended. He's like, "Come on, man." What the fuck? And like Trump, similarly, like you saw the Axios interview. Everyone, I'm sure, saw it, where he was handed a graph by a journalist showing how bad the U.S. is doing with COVID. And he's like, "You can't do that. Come on, man. Like, turn it upside down. We're number one. Like, what the fuck?" He like gets mad at the journalist because these dudes in power, these old senile fucking cum brain men, they just truly like, they're not used to being pushed on. They're not used to being questioned in any even fair way. So they take it as a personal offense. So they're similar yeah. in that manner and in many manners. But, yeah, I think the strategy is at least how I view Biden as maybe being able to beat Trump. Let's talk about a couple things. When Trump won, I, I often said Trump won because people voted for him because he was funny. Mm-hmm. He was the fu- People are so nihilistic. 
And we well, we could do a whole episode of nihilism in this country. Nihilism is bad. Nihilism is the reason people don't give a fuck about COVID. And listen, how could you not be nihilistic in the face of a government that's like not going to do anything about it and send your kids back to school? Exactly. Nihilism actually does seem, not to me, because for me, I see nihilism as the viewpoint of the ruling cl- class. You're nihilistic. You're giving in to them. I have to believe in the better world. Yeah, yeah. But not, of course, in the face of all this, you're going to be nihilistic. But this nihilism has led people to what? What the fuck was I talking about? Nihilistic people in the country, but Joe Biden. Right before yeah. That. What about Joe Biden? Uh, we were talking about him out trumping Trump. Oh yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I don't really know where I was going with the nihilism thing, but oh, people nihilistically voted for Trump because he was funny. Yeah. I think yeah. Biden is funny. <laughs> he's the funniest like uh, Trump is losing his touch lately he's not as funny yeah he's really not and on top of that I just think the bits got old the bits got old yeah. the bits also did get old mm. there's some of the shock value um Biden also is I also think Trump was the masculine candidate to vote for Hillary Clinton would be like effeminate Trump was the masculine he was gonna show them those libs what political incorrectness really is mm-hmm. and he's gonna you know but Trump really is like a queenie old bitch. He yeah. likes gold things. He's very flamboyant. He, he will has, go hide in a bunker when there's even a yeah. ounce of a threat, you yeah. know? He, yeah. he has beef with Anna Wintour, the editor of Vanity Fair, and tweets things like, this party her year, no one wanted to go to. It was not exclusive enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like a fucking... He's yeah. like a gossip queen on the many levels. This man... This man... Um, Imagine Trump shooting a gun. <laughs> I imagine that shit would just knock him straight. Straight on his ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like so, and and I do think Biden, you know, have you seen that? There's like, the, they put up this commercial where he's driving an old Corvette. Yes. That, why would, I don't understand what the fuck they trying to make you seem relatable. Like, yeah. Americans no not, can, no, people no. People can't afford food right now. Yeah, exactly. People are literally getting fucking thrown out of their houses. And people, and landlords are being like, you got to have sex with me to stay in your fucking, that's another story. We should go into it at oh, another shit. point. You know, and I hear about that. That should have Yeah. Land, landlords would be like, yeah, you got to fuck me to, to stay in your house. You want to live to get, you know, yeah. that's We're all just the police that. to evict you. Yes, exactly. evictions are police brutality too. Yes, but honestly, and 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 that's what's funny. We violence, it's violence to break a window, but it's not violence to kick a family out of their house. Yeah, it's funny how we've been training. Or to or for a cop because somebody didn't want to get out their car for you to rip them out of their car because they weren't compliant. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That type of shit. That's yeah. not violence. Yeah, yeah. No, um, but Joe Biden's the funniest. He's so the car shit. But I think the car shit is is less to make him seem relatable because who's really relating to a hundred seventy thousand dollar car? Although the Democrat base, that is who they're going after. People who can relate to having an old collector car and shit. But it's about masculinity and like this kind of American masculinity. Like, yeah, I drive a Corvette, and we're gonna make cars like this again. It's like we all know we're not. But when you put that commercial out because it's like. A challenging like can you imagine Trump like really being into a Corvette not so much yeah. so it's kind of showing out oh, Joe's a little more masculine and I'm pretty sure Joe's a little taller than Trump so it's for these dumbass fucking reasons that he might have an edge up you're right like it's it's stupid yeah. it's stupid shit that might honestly give him the edge up over Trump but um do you want to hear the rest of this clip 
Yeah, just, but but real quick, you I do you remember that in that video he said my dad used to drive the hell out of this oh, car. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was yeah, like, weird. like yeah. He's like trying to have a relatable human emotion and like can't do it. That shit, yeah. I like genuinely laughed out loud yeah, when I saw it's that. It's so yeah. inhuman. Like, yeah, yeah. My dad used to be able to drive this car. It's like, what are you? What? Yeah, my dad also used to yeah. drive a car. My yeah. dad still drives a car Sick. right now. Sick, bro. Yeah. You know? You're also a human being. <laughs> I remember my dad used to love to eat food and digest it and shit it. it food. Man, that man eats shit every day. Like clockwork, like man. Like clockwork. I mean, three solid shits. What a guy. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's Do you know great. anybody with digestive bowels that great? <laughs> My dad did. Yeah. Not even I have that, you know. No, it's, it's a weird attempt. And then the sunglasses and kind of like, yeah, I'm like, I'm just a cool American guy. I just like to drive the car, man. And and the only relatable human part of the video is like when he gets in the car and he's like, "This makes me think about Bo and my father who were dead." Yeah, and it's like that's the only time he's being a real human. Mm. Other than that, it's just his brain misfiring as he fails <laughs> to remember where he is. Like, yeah, yeah I remember that. my dad driving this. Car. Like, it's just true. It's just fucking. And here's the rest of this clip from earlier. What do you say to President Trump? who brags about his test and makes your mental state an issue for voters. It, uh, I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't. I, I probably shouldn't say. Anyway, <laughs> I, Classic uh, Joe. Like, starting a sentence and not finishing it. Or even starting it even, really. I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. And uh, <laughs> to stumble over the word mental fitness, not once, not twice, but three times. Like the gall. Just, the gall. Just, and we're all supposed to pretend like, yep. Yep, that's that, that's the man who's gonna save America yeah. and cure racism, yeah. you know? Like And we're also supposed to pretend that this they'll like the primary wasn't rigged for this guy. We're really like all everyone and, and that's what's crazy about the narrative of like Bernie Bros, you just need to grow up and realize that this is who the voters chose. And 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 vote and to not vote for him is voting for Trump. And it's like did the vote did look at him. The, yeah. Do, do, <laughs> you, do you think? Do you, in good faith, are you really gonna tell me the American people chose this this man out of the whole Democratic stage? This was who we're like. Yep, this is the best. No one. Yeah, clearly, no one interfered with the the minds yeah. of the American people on that one. Yeah, no, no, no one really slept slipped into a voter box or anything. So, like I say, you can have an edge up on Trump, but then you listen to this shit. I am. Uh, I am. Very willing to let the American public judge my physical, and mental, fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness, and uh, to uh, <laughs> you know to make a judgment about who I am. A racist. <laughs> right, an, old racist. <laughs> an old racist man. Yeah. Um, and I, it's just, and that's honestly calling an African American journalist a junkie was not even the tip of the iceberg because here's him later in the interview I have a a few questions that I'd I'd just like to get through because they are incredibly important to the Latino community first of all you are extending TPS temporary temporary protected status to Venezuelans Um, Cubans though are now being uh, deported in unprecedented numbers would you stop those deportations 
But I said I'm going to look at the entire temporary. I'm going to look at every single country in the in the world. Good God. That in fact is being and this guy's sending them back. The reason why it came up with Venezuela is he's not even allowing it to exist in the first place. And so the TPS program is something I will. Wait, what? Did, what? Go back. I don't even know what he's trying. Yeah, to Yeah, what is he trying to? I really don't know. Sending them back. The reason why it came up with Venezuela is he's not even allowing it to exist in the Who first place. Who is he? I think Trump. Is that Trump? Yeah. I, think I guess he's, ta- he's talking about the coup, so, which is something mm-hmm. else we should we should talk about, but. He, he, I think he's referencing the coup, but I don't know if it's in support of it or not. I don't. The TPS program is something I will, I will move on the first day I'm in office to make sure that we extend it to people. We know, we know, we look too, you know, for too long, uh, you know, we, we didn't get it right. But here's the deal. I think that we should be extending it. Anybody can prove that they are in jeopardy to go back to their country and the reason they came in the first place. They should be able to stay in the United States of America until the circumstance changes in their country. And that's why, by the way, I put that program together to provide... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The second he gets it out to not talk, he's like, please help me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To provide, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, are you going to re-engage with Cuba, though? I mean, I'm, I'm specifically wondering about, you know, the Florida yes. communities that are, in, in, you know, yes. incredibly interested in, in the Cuba issue, um, and see yes. uh, status given to Venezuelans while Cubans are being deported. The answer so are, is will you yes. With I'm Cuba? Yes. Yes. And by the way, <laughs> what you all know, but most people don't know. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. You go to Florida, you find a very... Di- what? Excuse me. Excuse Hold up. And it's it's just a, a little mask slip that lets you know what Joe Biden thinks about the African-American community. Mm-hmm. He don't give a fuck about us. And I was just talking about the narrative of like, Bernie bros, it's time to stop being so privileged and realize that black people chose Joe. You, the, it's Trump affects minorities more than it affects you. So don't be privileged and, and say that. It like it, It's so crazy because it basically makes it woke to not care about black people and yeah. uses black people as the reason for doing so. And what's disgusting about it is Joe Biden truly thinks black people are a monolith, and he won them. And and we, we we talked about this before with the comment to Charlemagne about you know if you're not voting Joe Biden, you ain't black. But we like he really he is told by his advisors that black people are a monolith that have certain goals in mind and are different from the Latino. This is this is what the Democrats believe. He's just saying it out loud. Yeah. And let, let me run it back for everybody. What you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. You go to Florida, you find a very different attitude. Which is just factually just wrong. Obviously. In Jay, yeah, it's just like there's so many cultures. Like at, we we they brought us over from Africa, oh, continent, a continent, a whole <laughs> ass continent from many different you know, fucking places in that country. 
forcibly brought us over here. And to say we are not incredibly diverse and have even in different cities, different hoods have different vernaculars. Like Atlanta has their own fucking slang and the way they dress. And Memphis is the same fucking way. You know, yeah. there's like it's just incredibly yeah. ignorant and not in touch. Yeah. With what the real black community is, you yeah. know, I think he's, you know, what I think he, I think he's one, he, I think he's, he's one over like middle class black people or also maybe older black older people. Black people. Older I will black agree people. with that. Yeah, and he because, has, and but mm-hmm. what what was done, and it's very unfortunate, and the black community was misled by black leaders, mm-hmm. who really did them a disservice. At John Lewis's funeral, and I forget who said it, but someone said, "Thank God for Clyburn, who, with a with a swoop of his hand, was able to funnel the energy." Someone said something about Clyburn in South Carolina. Now, for those who don't remember, Thomas Clyburn and gave Joe Biden a last minute kind of endorsement in South Carolina that carried him over the edge, and that was what solidified Bernie. People forget won all the primaries prior to this, um, and. This was kind of the th- this along with the Pete Buttigieg Iowa debacle was kind of the two nails in the coffin for the Bernie campaign, and the South Carolina victory was really predicated by black leaders in the de- in the DNC capitulating to obviously to Obama's whims, which you would obviously do, but to the whims of the party and the corporate machine, and 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 I don't think they did it out of maliciousness. I think they were sold that this was is the best way to stop Trump. But what it did was it gave all these liberals who do not give a fuck about the black community the black community to stand on and say, well, black people in the South chose Joe Biden. Well, and and they always talk about New Hampshire as like that Bernie one as like, oh, well, it's not as diverse minority wise. It's not the most massive difference. And if you look at young black people in both states, they voted overwhelmingly for Bernie. They just didn't turn out in the numbers that older black people did. And older black people are just terrified. They don't want to go back to what where they came from. And, oh, if, no. and if you look in the streets, that's what looks like is happening. Oh no, yeah. No, and my 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 grandmother makes comparisons to that. Yeah. All the fucking time. Like yeah. she she tells me about how she was on the streets when I'm in like nineteen sixty four and all that shit and how she we are the people who have to carry that torch now, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think people just don't fucking realize that that I mean, I, people just don't know their history. Yeah, you know? or, or people want to move away from that history and declare that a full victory. Like we did it. I don't want to. Let's not take steps back. When really you're taking steps forward. It, it, it's really taking steps forward, but it looks like taking steps back. Exactly. It looks yeah. like you're going back to that. And, uh-huh. and I think they've been scared by the Democrats, which is unfortunate, into, and bullied into you know supporting Biden, which then gives everyone the opportunity to like stand on fucking the black community which they treat like a monolith just like joe biden illuminated to in that fucking interview and and what was so disgusting is john lewis's funeral did, did you watch any of the coverage or, or I, I didn't get a chance to i was at work at so time. john lewis first of all rest in peace um an american hero and the quote everyone keeps louding over is like or or or, or you know throwing at everyone is he talked about good trouble, and it's good to make unnecessary trouble. And But then he goes into voting and how the democratic process is the ultimate thing. 
And I love John Lewis. And, and he was someone who was a mainstream political figure who talked about civil disobedience and the things that we talk about in, in a good way. But he also, and the reason why he was given the platform he was given and was given a funeral and a eulogy from all these huge leaders and was not assassinated in the way Stokely Carmichael and, he, and, you know, and, and, and all these other huge key figures in the civil rights movement were, you know, he was allowed to live and enter politics because he had not as radical views, not as threatening views. Yeah. And, and this isn't to talk shit about the man. He did great things. Mm -hmm. But liberals want to take his great legacy and twist it and contort it in the way they always knew they would and make it about, no, he, does, he wants everyone to vote for Joe Biden. And that's what the funeral became about. Mm -hmm. Obama got up and gave a pitch about how election day needs to be like a holiday. And it all became about voting. There was no discussion about the protests, really. He talked about how they, they, he wrote in his last moments a thing about how the protests inspired him in his final moments. And that was the most talk you heard about the protests directly, other than people undercutting it in kind of subtle ways. Um, even Obama, to, who referenced, like, young people don't really understand politics the way John Lewis did. Like, like oh, the people riding the streets don't. Like, it was some comment like that. And then also, it was just very focused around voting in the election, which is where they're trying to funnel. Well, maybe, well, maybe Obama's right when he says that. What do you mean? Yeah, well, like, I guess in in a way that John Lewis played the game. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you and, know? And, and that's what Obama. That, that's really what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is he played the game yeah, a little bit? 100%. Young people don't want to play the game. Yeah. Is what he's saying. Exactly. Yeah. And Obama is the number one game player of all time. And, and he's, he's, he's shooting 100% from three, bro. But I think what he fails or what he does realize and obscures on purpose is that young people actually do understand the game. Mm -hmm. Perhaps better than Barack Obama does because they understand the raw deal that they're getting. I actually think Barack Obama is cynical and knows the raw deal he gave out as president and, and, and worked with the Republicans. But that's up for debate. But there, there's another school of thought that would think that Obama actually – is someone who a little naively believes in having to play the game to get small victories. And I would say he doesn't understand politics to the extent that young people in the streets do. And that he's the one who fails to understand the realities of what, what takes place. But he does. And I think he's just okay and comfortable with them. Well, I think that just goes with any celebrity in general is when you get to a certain level of status that you are become removed from society and that's what you know dave Chappelle talks about a lot in his personal interviews that he's not on the streets you know what i mean yeah. he's like not his comedy's not going to be the same as it was 10 years ago you know yeah just because you don't have you don't relate to the same it's experiences that everybody, yeah it's coming yeah. from very yeah and barack and michelle actually stole our idea for a podcast and did one and in it he elaborated more on that idea of like young people just don't get politics as well and it's just it's it's just frustrating because it's like we actually do understand politics and understand how you work behind the scenes to undercut our democratic voice mm -hmm. and like that and and we all i have to ignore that with joe biden we have to pretend that like this was a democratically chosen candidate that there wasn't massive influencing from the media, the Democratic establishment, behind the scenes coordination, collusion, as Democrats love to throw mm -hmm. at Trump. Oh, yeah. All, and election rigging. Honestly, point blank, I'm going to say it. There was. Look at the discrepancies. It's higher than what the UN would it allows for in a functioning democracy. Yeah, didn't you say we've done full out. Uh, we've invaded countries, yeah, invaded for, countries lesser, for, for lesser discrepancies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, here's Bill Clinton 
and I know you've looked into Stokely Carmichael a little bit. So this is Bill Clinton talking about, and this is um, when I talked about at John Lewis's funeral how they would subtly cut, undercut the protests re- with their rhetoric. This is probably the best example. And by the way, John Lewis didn't understand politics well because if I die and I'm being eulogized mm-hmm. by a pedophile who goes to the rape island who's talking about how I'm one of the good ones, I fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of funny. So here's the pedophile yeah. from the rape island. How Bill Clinton is allowed in public life still is beyond me. But yeah. Here he is at John Lewis's funeral. John Lewis was many things, but he was a man, a friend in sunshine and storm, a friend who would walk the stony roads that he asked you to walk, that would brave the chastening rods he asked you to be whipped by, always keeping his eyes on the prize, always believing none of us will be free until all of us are equal. I just loved him. Love I always will. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that he stayed true to form. He's gone up yonder Bro, oh and left us God. with marching orders. I suggest, since he's close enough to God to keep his eye on the sparrow and us, we salute, suit up, and march on. Bruh, so um, tell this, you- uh, that they, they actually cut it out in this clip on YouTube hilariously. But what Bill Clinton said was... And there were a couple years there where the civil rights movement veered a little more towards Stokely Carmichael. But in the end, John Lewis prevailed. So when he talks about John Lewis's marching orders, what he's talking about is John Lewis, John Lewis's model of protesting, civil disobedience, light, not necessarily direct action, and and using it in the democracy and centering the vote and electoral politics as what will be emancipatory and equalizing. That is the antithesis of what the BLM movement stands for at this point. Mm-hmm. And it is 100% more in line with Stokely Carmichael and with the more radical leaders of the civil rights movement, many of whom were assassinated by the government Bill Clinton represents. Yeah, And Bill Clinton is there at this man's funeral to talk about how he's one of the good ones because he wasn't as extreme as Stokely. Yeah, because he because he didn't act well. He didn't fight harder. Yeah. Than Stokely did. But. Yeah. And 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 it's just it's it fucking grosses me out. And it goes to show how you can't cow to these fucking people because mm. the second you're not there to defend yourself, they'll make your legacy about their fucking needs and their goals and not at all about what you stood for. Because that is not what John Lewis stood for. John Lewis did not stand for when he marched in Selma he did not stand for the democracy to be overrun by corporate interest and for a racist man who wrote the crime bill to be the only candidate that black people have, give that is are given hope by that's not yeah. what he stood for and 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 if you're offended by me saying what John Lewis stood for you should be equally as offended by Bill Clinton and Barack Obama and all these people in power who have done nothing to stop police brutality, who have done nothing to equalize the races, mm-hmm. who have actually gotten in their way to make sure those things don't happen, 
for them to, to talk about what his legacy is about and try to use it to lecture the protesters about how they really just need to vote for Joe Biden in November. Fucked up. But here's the big fucking joke. I really think that these dumb motherfuckers think that they could channel all the energy in this protest into voting for Joe Biden, getting him in there, and then that's going to be a wrap. I really think that these dumb motherfuckers think that that's the plan. It's not going to be a wrap. No, it's not. At all. Because the moment, because I think, like, well, we've spoken on this previous episodes, but you, what happens when Joe Biden tear gases protesters? Yeah. You know? And, 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 and listen, I think it's going to be a huge obstacle when the liberal media is ignoring it and when his justifications are a little more legitimate. And when it's not as overt, and when it's local police beating the shit out of people like in Portland right now, and no one giving a shit, mm. and more wanting to focus on the fucking one clip of the grandma—that's what's going viral. Yeah, not all the clips of the police beating the shit. And and that's the thing. It's like the cherry picking, and cherry picking happens on both sides. You take the video of the bad cop, sure, but there are thousands of videos of the bad cops. There are a handful of videos of protesters being bad, and even in the videos, yeah. it's like, oh, they're being mean to the grandma, but she's fine. She's, mm-hmm. Her life is not in danger. Mm-hmm. Like, not in the way that her life would be in danger if the police were dumping tear gas on her. Or shooting big-ass rubber grenades yeah, at her. You not know? exactly. Yeah. Indiscriminately at the crowd. Mm-hmm. So who, what violence is really the fucking problem here? And everyone in the media would rather side with a literal Nazi, Andy No, than this Joshua Potash guy who I love. And guess which one of them has a check mark on Twitter? Andy They're no. both citizen journalists. Andy No. Andy No. They both do the same thing. They aggregate posts, post the most viral videos from the protests on either side. Hmm. But guess who's speaking of fucking Congress? Andy No. Yeah. And and you know what? It's just fucking. It's just disgusting. It just really is. And and it cannot just become about voting for Joe Biden. I don't think it will. But. Uh, they are sorely mistaken if they think that, you know, they're going to be able to funnel this and use fucking John Lewis's death to, to put the fire out that everybody's feeling. Yeah. And on top of this, I think now is a good time to get up to the lock up the anarchist point. Because we're talking about what, what, what are people going to do when Biden tear gases protesters? Well, what are people going to do when Biden keeps up, keeps the DHS, keeps ICE, yeah. keeps Trump's Gestapo and the list they made of anarchists? And actually quietly starts jailing these people. Because he's called for that. He's said, let we need to jail the anarchists. This is what he specifically said. Let me actually pull up the exact Joe Biden quote. But And you know what's funny? So I actually looked into the history of this. Apparently him and Obama, under their administration, there was an anarchist group home that was raided. And multiple anarchists who were taken to jail under suspected crimes while they were going through the literature that they raided from the house. And they were kept in solitary confinement for months under suspected crimes, and I don't think ever officially charged anything. So completely unconstitutional. Had their First Amendment rights violated, completely were not allowed to have freedom of opinion. Taken five months of their life away. However many, yeah. And, 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 and this is something Joe Biden actually has been comfortable with in the past. So I'm a fucking idiot for being shocked that he said this. But anyway... Here is the exact quote from Joe Biden. So Joe Biden says, uh, pro- violent protesters and anarchists need to be arrested and tried. And uh, I think we need to hold those who violate the law accountable. We should never let what's done in a March for Equal Rights overcome what the reason for the march is. And that's what these folks are doing. This is right-wing fucking rhetoric. This is not left-wing rhetoric. 
Like, this is right-wing rhetoric playing entirely into the Andy No point, the Michael Tracy point of that these protesters are becoming what they hate by uh, by fight. Like, you're not allowed to fight back. You're not allowed to be rude back. You have to be fucking Gandhi in the face of literal lethal weaponry. Exactly, yeah. It, it's such <laughs> an insane... And for Biden to uphold this goes to show that the Democrats... It's so intellectually dishonest for them to act like the protests need to vote for Joe and that's going to help their goals. No. Joe's going to be able to take the more radical people in the movement who really want to see their goals made and these problems addressed and leave this constructed reality and really ask the tough questions and, and, and do real things for real people. We're going to – Joe Biden's comfortable locking them up. And, and, and I, I'm concerned that when you can't make a statue of it called Ode to Putin, people stop giving as much of a fuck. Yeah. And when it doesn't fit their neat narrative, because the narrative of Trump getting ousted is then, we did it. We've brought the country back to normal. Yeah. And if it's normal again, and Joe Biden's able to make it appear normal, which that's a debate if he'll be able to in the way Obama was, mm -hmm. can he successfully jail anarchists? Now, my inclination is to say no. And that if he tried to, it would be a good thing. And it would go to show, okay, no, the liberals can be fascist too. Yeah. And we need to have a political movement outside of these structures that want to hurt us and abuse us and jail us and, and, and unconstitutionally strip us of our fucking rights and freedom of, of thought, speech, fucking opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay. My question to you is, would, do you think it would be better for the movement if Trump won or Biden won? <clears throat> Personally, I almost think it would be if Biden won. So what are your reasons for Biden? Well, I think people are going to realize that fascism can exist under the Democratic umbrella, like you were saying. Yeah. I think that is going to be—I mean, I, I think the movement will still be strong under Trump, but I think it will really bring fuel to the fire and bring some of those people mm -hmm. that are on the left that are probably more in the center. They'll probably bring them farther on to the left because they'll be like, wow, is this really happening to— Yeah. You know, or this shit is still happening under Biden's America. I thought this, sh you know, yeah, yeah I thought yeah, this yeah, shit yeah. was supposed to end, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that'll that'll bring the the reality, the false reality, come crashing down. Yeah. Which brings me to something that we talked about last episode, which is about how the DHS was kind of given a lot of its military surplus and bolstered budget and and allowed it. This Gestapo was built under Obama mainly. Mm -hmm. That was the majority. It, the most years it spent building and growing and festering were under the Obama and Biden administrations. And Joe Biden has explicitly said he has no plan to get rid of DHS. Um, and so I think you're spot on. I think it, it will because a big problem right now is that people almost think that this is a unique evil that Trump like Trump came in office and made this uh, this and Putin told him, you know, a Gestapo's good. And he made one. It's not what happened. It was there for him waiting. Yeah, um, no, they and, and Bush it, formed it. Yeah, yeah, hundred no, percent. No. And uh, what's fucked is, um, I do think Biden would would obviously hesitate to use it, but if protests keep up under him, which I think they would, he would end up using it. Now, key things that allowed the liberal media to really frame this they. They fucked up. They reported on the Lafayette Square shit too early. Because mm -hmm. then Trump ended up tear gassing the peaceful protest. And like 
and, and same thing with the wall models. They reported on the wall models too early. So they fucked up and gave away the game when Trump then unconstitutionally like tear gassed them. They already reported on them as being peaceful protests. So it's like, oh shit, all right. I guess Trump's a fat. Like they fucked up the media. And so Lafayette Square really took a chunk out of Trump's approval. Uh, and Lafayette Square is when he cleared out the church to like. Um, oh yeah take the photo op yeah 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 yeah. yeah. with the bible yeah, yeah i think at least um i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about really neither of us do we, we don't claim to be smart guys oh no i'm um, i'm a fucking idiot yeah dude. but anyway fucking lafayette i think that's what happened mm. um <laughs> but fucking... <laughs> that's funny but I, I think i don't know <laughs> I, I, I think yeah but i know it did take a big bite out of his approval ratings but it was bec- like Without the liberal media framing of like Trump just tear gas peaceful protesters for a photo op, does do people realize? Do people are people aware? And and so I kind of worry that under Biden he would be able to use DHS to sweep up protests, jail the anarchists, tear gas not for photo ops but to clear out Lafayette Square just to clear it out, and it would mostly fall on deaf ears. That is a huge concern of mine. So that is the argument for, I think, Trump being better. But then I think about what would be worse. And, like, I would genuinely have a serious, seriously hard time voting for, like, Pete Buttigieg. Because he's someone who utilizes the left's language and tries to act like he believes in the same things morally as Bernie. But, oh, these things just aren't achievable. The American people don't want that. And I, I care about American people's freedoms. Like, he has this rhetoric that basically makes him look like he's ostensibly on our side or in a progressive. But he's able to actively undermine its goals like he did in the primary, undermining the goals of Medicare for all. That is scarier in the face of these things than Joe Biden, who's going to literally say things like, well, we need to shoot the protesters in the leg, not the chest. So I kind of think Joe Biden honestly isn't that bad of a of a foil because he is a truly incompetent fucking dumbass Democrat. Like he really is almost as dementia riddled, if not more, than Trump. Yeah. So I kind of I'm inclined to agree with you right now. I do think that Biden, as much as much as I think it could present huge obstacles for the left. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially in terms of what happens after four years of Biden. Because yeah. let's say he really just, I mean, horrible policies. We're going to have another economic crash. Mm-hmm. And if we just do bailout round two, like, you know, my we've lost our home, my family. Mm. And and there were a lot of homeowners that, that had to flee and move and lost their, their houses and were not made whole by the government. But the banks were bailed out. The auto industry was bailed out. These huge CEOs were given money. Mm-hmm. And a radicalizing moment for me, there was a thread on Twitter the other day, what radicalized you? I said it was like November 15th, 2008 or something like that, when literally three auto industry CEOs each took individual private jets to go bail out, as to get bailed out in the government. And there was someone uh, in the hearing who asked them, do you have any plans to sell your jets? And I remember seeing that as a kid. And I got to remember who asked them, because that politician got killed by the CIA. I never heard from him fucking again. But uh, he, he sure as hell wasn't running for president. Um, I, don't, I forgot who asked that question, but um, sh- I'm surely someone who got unseated because it wasn't time for a progressive yet. Uh, uh, I, w- I do want to look into that. 
But someone asked that question, and that that always stuck with me. And I just would hate to see that happen again, because we talked a little bit about how Trump is given ground to be like the inequality. Something will be done about that soon, fast. That economic anxiety of a world where post COVID, post another economic downturn, people lose and are not made whole again, while the big companies are. That's going to give room to a fascist way worse than Trump. And Biden will not get a second term. No shot. Oh, yeah, no. And, 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 and that kind of fascist who's competent and not one of these two dimensional assholes is a great concern to me. And former years of Trump almost ensures another Democratic primary and another candidate who will almost surely unseat Trump. And it is hard to say. And there is an element in me that wants to examine, am I privileged enough? Like, I'm about to, I'm about to go to Virginia for a week to stay in a hotel and look at battlefields in this county that has like less than 100 cases because I can do that because I'm not I'm a comfortable person Mm. and I'm taking a break from the protests and not not feeling like I'm a comfortable motherfucker I'm not like strapped and like completely like you know stuck going into a job that is paying me shit in a pandemic and risking my life like no, I'm the one benefiting from people risking their fucking lives in the grocery store. You know, I'm higher on the fucking totem pole. And I don't even know where I'm going with that. But I, I, anyway, I know what my privilege is. And I know where I stand in the system and how I'm comfortable. And I do want to, ex- I think it's fair to examine is my comfort what's allowing me to say maybe four more years of Trump is, is better. But I got to be honest, man. I'm sitting here examining these things because I truly care about the needs of the working class. No, yeah, no. And I... all and 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 for Black people and for the Latino community, mm-hmm. who's less being, of a model, the incredibly diverse, <laughs> the incredibly diverse. I yeah. give a fuck about these issues and about working class, normal, everyday people. The people who are claiming that it's privileged to think of not to think about not voting for Biden, those people don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. and they're standing on these people's lives and and the threat to their lives. As a moral superiority to the people who actually want to fight for them. Yeah. And it, it, it's honestly, that's more gross than failing to fully examine your privilege. Because that's that takes privilege to completely neglect any of the real issues facing these groups. And still stand on them and say that this is the best choice. Yeah. With no examination. Yeah, or it. not even asking them or even consulting with yeah. the people who actually live there and go through those experiences, yeah. you know. And actively yeah. shutting down the voices of many people. Uh, people of color who want to question Joe Biden's record and want to raise these questions and want to get assurances from him going into November that he deserves their vote. But what's the response? Well, if, if you ain't Biden, you ain't black. And if, if you can't see that, if you can't see the difference between a chicken and a hawk, Trump and Biden, you're, I don't know what to tell you, Jack. That's the answer. If they, they don't want to be held accountable. And, and, and it's disgusting to me to see liberals, well-meaning liberals, um, do everything they can to make sure the Democrats aren't held accountable and to shut down the conversation um, as far as what Biden needs to do to earn people's votes. They want to shut down that conversation and make it about, well, he's just not Trump, and that's good enough. And, well, you know what? Maybe it is good enough. And I think both of us have sat here and tried to admit that the best we can. Mm -hmm. But it's not November yet. There is still plenty of time to have these conversations, hold Biden in the fire, to get assurances— which he will go back on, sure. Mm-hmm. But make him pay lip services to to the fucking things in the street. Don't let them go to John Lewis's funeral and and obscure what the protests are about 
and then and then not capitulate to any of the demands going into the most important election of our and their lifetime. Yeah, but really though, yeah, because this is honestly, I mean, the era of saying last election was the most important election of our lifetime, but I think this one is far more, <clears throat> far more important. I mean, listen, last one was probably the most I important think- as far as if you were to hop in a time machine. That's where you go. You go to 2016. That was yeah. where, you know, like, yeah. sure. But, like, <laughs> but no, this is, uh, and I think that's what's so disheartening about um, the DNC rigging it against Bernie, is this was so his moment. Um, this was so the time. And, I mean, Medicare for all alone in the face of a pandemic, that's the answer. And it's just, it goes to, and, and, and if you don't think the protests are somewhat about the pandemic, you're smoking crack. Mm-hmm. And and also on race issues, Bernie Bernie, who was often criticized for race issues, was great on all of them. In in many people's opinions, hasn't he been called anti-Semitic before? Yes. Yeah, isn't that? Jewish. Yeah, and <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Isn't, yeah. yeah. He, they they threw every schmear at him they could, and they really tried to make it like because he didn't have the full support of the black monolith that he was like the anti-black candidate. Yeah, which was always offensive. But uh, it, but it goes to show, they let it slip at John Lewis's funeral. I, I I got, and I'm sorry, listeners, I do not know who said it, but someone was like, and Clyburn, thank God, <laughs> like they they specifically named Clyburn out as being the person who who got the the black vote in North Carolina for or, or in South Carolina for Biden, and like thank God for that. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to stand up here in John Lewis's funeral and dictate what. The black community. Yeah, and what, and what the Democratic Party is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's, uh, it's frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating mm-hmm. to pretend to, that everyone is pretending that the DNC didn't rig it. Exactly. And that people will enter your DMs in bad faith, um, acting like you're the crazy one for <laughs> not mm. liking the DNC. Um, and listen, better than Trump is too low of a bar. Better yeah. than Trump is still fascist. You could be better than Trump and still be a fascist, mm-hmm. which is, I think, what we both said with the DHS thing. And um, Biden likely will act in, 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 at the very least, counter to the goals of the protest, but at the very worst, in a fascist manner that will undercut the constitutional rights of the protest. And I am not a psychic. I do not know what the media's response will be. And unfortunately, I think that dictates... Um, too much of the response and that once again we come back to it that is almost what needs to be uh and and it goes into the parenti thing that you always bring up about the ruling class concern about what you think mm-hmm. we need to change we need to uh, change the narrative yeah um and and that is going to be part of the battle against the biden administration to push them left is not letting them control the narrative okay so if the media obviously the the five conglomerates they have a tight hold on what everybody sees and what most of america sees so how i mean i know there's like certain left uh outlets like unicorn riot and um i forget the other one that you post red as like fish redfish stream yeah Yeah. you know how, how do we i guess promote those outlets and well, I think not to the mainstream because people are never going to stop watching NBC and those networks. Well, actually, so, people are, which is the good thing. People are moving away from cable. People are moving away from traditional news, and overall, people actually greatly distrust the media. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, now, yeah. It, it sucks though because, and I think the response to that has been to bombard everyone with so much information that they believe that the 
it's almost too much to process and parse out. And you just go, all right, the answer is somewhere in the middle. And, and by bombarding you with all this information on the far spectrum, and that is counter to what the left is saying and what truth and reality is, they're able to kind of construct this false one, even in the heads of people who are skeptical, just because there's so much information to be skeptical about. You can't critically think about every little stat they're throwing at you. It's too much propaganda to pro- it take. I mean, like literally, it's hard for even me to. I fall victim to this shit all the time, and, and I spend all day thinking about this shit. And like truly, I think it happens with time. It happens with the media fucking up over and over again, which they they are doing. But it it, it also is going to take. I think um, things like, I mean, honestly, think COVID, I think, has taken a real dent in people's belief in the media. The media's wild reporting all over the place with COVID, I think, has shook a lot. I mean, a lot of people have this distrust in the media. I think it's, it's churning that. But unfortunately, I think the distrust also leads to disinformation, where people will just, everything's almost equally valid. And listen, I kind of I kind of like the fact that some douchebag's opinion on the internet can be taken as seriously as, you know, Chris Matthews. Yeah, That's exactly. Yes. But also it's dangerous um, when it's QAnon and when it's these crazy conspiracy theories that that use economic anxiety and some real issues and real injustices and channel it into white nationalism and crazy shit. Mm-hmm. That it, it it does become dangerous. And um I guess I have no real answer, but my answer is it's going to take people acting as individuals collectively. And, 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 and that's not, I don't want to promote individualism, but people individually as a collective not being to, conform to the system, not to conform, have to not conform, have to share information with each other, have to keep posting on social media, but it's not just about posting. It's about posting and reading on social media so that you understand what the real narrative is. You parse out enough information and then having those conversations with people in your life who do watch MSNBC, who do buy into these narratives and not just staying in that echo chamber and taking the information from the echo chamber and bringing it to people in your life. Post on Facebook. Argue with your aunt. It's, <laughs> it's, it's your civic fucking duty. It yeah. really is. Mm. And, and that's the only way because there's more of us than there are media dickheads. Exactly. That's how. That, that's the answer. Um, and now all of us have a voice. And that threatens them. And now they want to put lithium in the water to shut us up. What? We're back on the lithium. But, <laughs> but, a whole episode callback. <laughs> but, but, but they're worried. They're worried. And, and that's why so much of the shit, we're feeling the dying gasps of a very worried empire um, as, as people are rising up against this propaganda. Um, and... It's growing. It, it, it yo, and it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah, going out there and seeing moms on the street of Portland. Yeah, even seeing them get like, not saying this is a good thing, but seeing them get tear gas is almost like, wow, these people will stand up. Moms will stand up for me. Am yeah. I right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Veter- veterans, that you know, that is sick. Yeah, and uh, you know that that's that's a little, uh, I guess, good thing about this yeah. whole thing. And and those people, and that's the thing when when like us. You hear the story often from multiple people in the wall of moms. Like, what's interesting about them is a lot of those people probably believed a lot of the MSNBC shit I'm talking about, but then they went and saw for themselves, and they stood out there, and they got shot with the kid, and they go, "Oh shit, no, 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 no. MSNBC is lying. Mm-hmm. 
they're or, or they're masquerading the reality everyone's getting teary they, they realize oh shit and i think that's radicalizing you go in the street you see it for yourself and it's like oh shit they are just jumping on people uh, uh, and it has nothing to do with whether the protests are peaceful or not like the media or whether if you're black or white yeah it has nothing mm-hmm. to do yeah it has nothing it, well it sometimes does have to do with that but because you know the wall of moms but honestly it didn't it didn't really save them yeah no um, Although they are able to be way more brutal to the non-moms, the people in black, and the people who are black, as always. Um, and But, you know, it. listen, I think the wall moms thing is encouraging. The wall dads thing is encouraging. The wall of vets thing is super encouraging. I actually do think vets, um, especially black veterans, I'd love to see have more of a voice in this movement. Because I think, especially, like, disadvantaged African Americans who were taken advantage of by, like, the very predatory you know recruitment system and then funneled back into america not given any of the the, Mm -hmm. just treated like shit and not given any of the services that veterans deserve and need even though all the politicians will pay lip service to veterans all day i would love to hear more from that and because that is really sticking to the politicians and that also that people will listen to veterans and also want to help them and 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 that is you know truthfully we need to give people as many services as possible but was fucking super unreal is um I heard that there was like an, it, there was something that happened with the wall of moms where um there's drama because one of the original founders is now starting a, a super pack that is like kind of like anti-violent it, it basically is getting co-opted by like centrist liberals mm-hmm. so now there's been a schism in the wall of moms with some of the more radical moms and some of the less radical moms and once again it's one of those things that has been co-opted um and and i think because it's seen as a threat like we're talking about um and honestly i'd like to get more details on that let's do a portland update episode on the next one and really talk about the wall moms and that schism we'll get more info on it and i want to specifically get more details about um what has happened to protesters after the feds were removed how violent it still is what the response has been and and actually get more into how uh, andy no and some of the propagandists have been misleading people about it i think we should do a full episode on portland yeah. um and talk about co-opting specifically and and how that and use the wall moms example but there were also a couple other places where i think the movement in portland has been co-opted misrepresented on purpose and uh agents seeking to undermine its goals or acting and i think yeah we should totally do like a whole episode expose on you know all that shit so look forward to that listeners i hope you enjoyed the past two episodes with real mics yes Um, this shit is amazing yeah we're enjoying it let us know what you think um, on Instagram at Inside Agitator. Um, mm-hmm. What is our Twitter? Our Twitter is Inside AG Podcast. That is true. Yeah, I, and, chose, that, uh, I chose that dumb name. Know- <laughs> <laughs> it was the only one they had. <laughs> uh, you know, there's like uh, Inside Agitator Podcast was taken by somebody. Maybe yeah, I actually registered it. Did you? I could have been forgotten. Damn. Let me double check. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway yeah. you can find us on inside agitator on instagram we have the we have at inside agitator right? so yes. you can find us there let us know what you think um if the audio like, you know we're always looking for your feedback um mm. shout out to our french listeners our american listeners do better yeah for real <laughs> take a page of the french's book yeah <laughs> but actually them they whip ass on that note thank you for joe vibing with us yeah
Much love. Peace out.